There must, must be, be some, some kind of way out of here, said the Joker to the thief. There is too much confusion. I can't get no relief. Businessmen, they drink my wine. Plum and dig my herb. None will level on the line. Nobody offers their word. Hey, hey. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've heard Jimmy on this show. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, I think you got to be at a certain age, no? Oh. I don't think uh, any modern day music is sampling Jimmy. Or maybe there's... Oh, maybe not. There's got to be a reason why nobody's sampling Jimmy. Yeah, no. Well, this is a keeper then. It's, yes, it's, it is. It's true. It was his idea. Yeah, it's a great back. idea. It's a great track, first of all. It's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just came to me because the first line is almost like more like talking <laughs> oh so you chose an easy song to sing <laughs> welcome guys welcome to the construction life it's good to see you guys again i'm excited Thank about you. today's show we're going to talk about something very interesting and something that's basically going to hopefully change our industry for the better a uh, so huge amount fingers crossed fingers crossed right yeah, we so hope. so we're going to sit back everyone's going to listen and we're going to we're going to pay attention we got some interactive stuff going on with the monitor because uh, we are going to talk about your app and so anybody who's listening right now you kind of do yourself a favor and get on youtube or rumble and check it out there because you might want to see a lot of this stuff here uh, i want to quickly do a shout out to the boys i'm at pay for their lovely blue t-shirt that i'm wearing today and uh, everybody here at venture x office is always seeing me change my shirt top every time i'm going two or three shows per day but here we go we've got it and then i've got simon to the left of me and i've got asm asm to the right of me and you guys are uh cto and ceo who's who i'm cto ceo ceo okay and there's more other c's out there no or is that the only ones no, that's coo it. no see all kinds of c's i mean at, at tracks at tracks have, yeah, <laughs> in terms of c's so it's tracks with an x right yes. so all right and then uh, the website is uh tracks.com or dot uh, co yeah dot, dot co i know uh and then it's simon at tracks.co and then it's a z a m dot con at tracks.co yeah uh, and you guys are on LinkedIn, so you can see a bunch of stuff there, right? Exactly, yeah. All right, so gentlemen, how do we begin this this show? How do we, I mean, this is about you guys uh, educating the industry about building coats, because I've got the two books underneath this table, and I joke how it's the fourth leg in the table, because <laughs> we know how big those books are, uh, and then the changes that go on on the, I don't know, monthly, daily? I don't know how often they do their changes. Qu quarterly quarterly okay all right and i don't i'll just admit i don't keep up with the changes um uh, but it, i do and that's the reason why you gentlemen are here uh make my life easier please <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean that's that's uh seems to be that one of the key values is really updates uh because uh everything is kind of a moving target so there's the ontario building codes that are updated quarterly uh there's both amendments but then there's changes that they don't really mention what the changes are um, and then there's uh, uh, major changes and minor changes, things added, things removed. Uh, in addition to that, the OBC, of course, references a bunch of other standards, which are also changing at their own rate. And so the whole thing is a big moving target. Unfortunately, people don't have free access to the standards. You have to pay for those separately. But luckily, we were able to license the, um, the Ontario Building Codes from the Ministry of Municipal Affairs and Housing and Publications Ontario, 
And uh, that's a mouthful, eh? <laughs> and uh, so uh, part of that agreement is that they have to send us the updates, and we update it for people. So in the physical book, there's a lot of papers, pages to change out, and this and that. And uh, apparently, that's become a bigger and bigger job. And then also migrating all your tabs and notes and comments and things from one physical book to the next that uh, we've been told that people have to actually now schedule time, like take a day to do that. To do all this. To do these updates. So, you know, we'd like to automate that for people so that in tracks codes, when you open your Ontario building code, we have volume one and volume two. So that's another uh, complication is that it's not all together. Because the PDFs are like Lord of the Rings, right? Like, <laughs> and not just one of the books, like all the books. Together. Everything, yeah. So um, uh, so there's two volumes. And then um, we uh, make all of that accessible as a database. So it's more like a website experience instead of like a super long PDF. And so that makes it easier for people to uh, bookmark each section or make a comment uh, and then migrate those. Uh, we're just working on that. We'll hope to release that soon. Migrating your comments to the next version. Uh, so that you really um, uh, w will be up to date all the time. So I guess my first question is really towards the end of this whole process, which is um, how quickly does all this new information get to the inspector that shows up on the job site? So there's a lot of all what you just explained that happens way before that moment when something new is on the site that we have to comply with now and we and trades people are always trying to stay as updated as possible but there are you guys would know better a lot of changes going on in the ontario building code any building code i guess for any city uh constantly right yeah yeah um i mean vancouver has their own building code apparently so that's the only city level building code i know of but yeah for really the, i didn't know that yeah it's weird like is it that different in the city than the rest of British Columbia? <laughs> Do you know offhand what kind of interesting things are slightly different for Vancouver, the city, versus the rest of the province? I haven't looked into that yet, uh, but yeah, that's a little odd. But um, uh, I mean, in Ontario, we don't have a separate Toronto building code, luckily. Uh. Uh, but um, the Ontario building code is different enough from the national building codes that that, that is quite a, a difference. Uh, but we've had uh, from the people that have been using uh, tracks code so far, we've heard that it is helpful for them to have the national codes as well. Uh, I think there's also more, maybe some more diagrams and figures in the national codes for the same kind of thing uh, and things like that. But uh, in terms of the, uh, when the inspector shows up, um, we hope to help them as well. So uh, we recently were at the Ontario Building Officials Association conference okay. where all these building officials, both the plans examiners who give you the building permit in the first place and then the other group, the inspectors that come and, you know, check on site, um, those two groups of people uh, have their conference there, and uh, we were showing it there as well. And uh, um, they, we, at that time, we also published one of their standards. So in addition to the building codes, both Ontario and national, we can also do custom kind of things. So one of them was um, the, uh, uh, the OBOA quick, ins quick Start Inspector Guide. And so they have their own guide, which is publicly available now in tracks. Okay. And so you can see what, what, you know, key things they're looking for when they do an inspection. It's just for residential. It's not everything. But, uh, you know, uh, we hope to help make that into a checklist that you, you, you could check yourself before an inspection, for example. And then you might be on the same page with them. Oh, I like that. Like, that's, that's clever. I mean, not saying that you guys are not clever. I'm just saying that, uh, did you guys realize the daunting task that you guys were diving in 
when you started this? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, th- that, it's it's like the OBC, just I guess any city's building code itself, is it's a whole other language. And the way it's all been organized, I guess, to today, and now you guys are here to make it easier for us like that's a huge huge undertaking yeah we uh simon wants to speak i know he wants to speak (laughs) well i was gonna say yeah if we knew we probably maybe would have done something different but 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 that's the thing once you realize that there is a problem then that's an opportunity to to fix and improve things yeah just stay closer to the mic there that's no no it's fine or bring the mic closer to you um so i I mean i'm trying to figure out okay so how old is it now how like when was that first start date that you guys were thinking this is what we want to pull off this is what we see the problems here in the industry uh really january 1st like at the beginning of the year we 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 spent the previous two years basically over the pandemic building up our platform so all of the things that you need in any kind of app you need um, the login system the help system the um communications and everything like that so uh then uh, and our goal was originally to encode uh sustainability standards that's what we really both simon and i really both care about sustainability and things like lead and and uh, also for the human wellness in buildings the well standard uh but then um uh when we were ready to start doing that we thought we should really start with the mandatory standards that everybody has to uh, just as a business thing like yeah you know instead of voluntary ones it'll be a much smaller market and so we started thinking about doing the, the building codes then. And really, January 1st, I would say, we started actually working on integrating the building codes. So you guys have seen the whole code? Like, are you guys are familiar with, you're aware of the whole thing? Well, Simon looks at it a lot more than I do. Yeah, I mean, I haven't read the whole thing in detail, that's for sure. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out what other, because I know that we recently had a building passive person and also with recently with the new bill that was just passed and how the green incentives were coming out. And he was just saying that it'd be nice if we could actually just have details in the code so then it could help builders to learn those details and apply those details. So, I mean, from looking at the code itself, because you've seen it more than probably anybody that's listening to this show and anybody here, um, is there th- that information? Is some of that information in there? A lot of it is not. A lot of it is in other sources. Okay. And that's the problem. You, know, you have the standard maybe referenced somewhere, but, but, but it's not, not, not all of it is there. So especially how to do things. So it's not necessarily, you know, the, the how to do something is usually in the, in the, in the, in the standard rather than the code. So okay. there's g- quite a bit of missing things. So it's not enough, you know, unfortunately. Do you guys think you'll be tasked? I mean, because your your objective here is you're going to tackle every province here in Canada regarding the codes, right? And I joke that it's going to be Quebec's going to be last, just for the way Quebec is. Thank you, everybody in Quebec that's listening right now. Okay, it, it looks that way. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, eventually you'll get to every province, which will be great, and territories as well, uh, which will be great, and then we'll get a better idea of how to get this information to us on the job site so then we can, like you said, ask these right questions, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, do a little shout-out to Nunavut. They're, they're already using tracks codes. Are they really? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, they, they well, one of the guys came by our uh, booth at the Ontario Building Officials Association conference. Yeah. And uh, I think there's three people using it there now, which is not... I no, no, but it's but great that they're using it and they're using it for the purpose of building correctly up there. Yeah, I mean, they're looking at the National Building Codes of Canada, so they're not using OBC. But, um, uh, yeah, it, uh, hopefully we'll be able to help and, you know, we'll add all of the regions. 
Okay. So I'm how sorry, did this, I, no, just I, go I think you asked a specific question. Uh, I asked a lot of questions. I'm just trying <laughs> to remember specifically, but um, no, the actual information in the code. Because okay. I, I trust me, I am never going to admit, or will I ever read that entire two volume, three volume, fifteen volume? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. I refuse to. Well, I think that's that's the whole point. I mean, and even knowing where something is right now, when you take a test on proficiency in building codes, you have to be able to find the right thing, know where it is in the physical book. You have the physical book, but is that really necessary you know, going forward? You know, if you can just search for the thing you're looking for and actually find it, uh, maybe it's not you know always necessary to to know what's every, what's there. What's the relationship here? How did you guys come up with, like, who came up with the idea first? And we need to figure this out. We need to come up with this. We have to help the construction industry. How did that all start? I, I guess that was me because I remember Simon asking me at some point, how did we, why are we doing building codes again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, I mean, that was a, a part of a longer evolution of thinking about sustainability. So, basically, uh, we worked together for... Um, a long time at uh, Autodesk Research, and uh, during that time, we were also, you know, developing new types of simulation and this and that to help simulate buildings and and energy efficiency and things like that and occupancy of how people move around and use a building. And uh, uh, we got into um, uh, what we call generative design, where we have some goals, some high level goals like how much daylight should come in or uh, how how people should. Uh, where people should be able to uh, access and things like yeah. that. And then uh, at that time, I thought, you know, each one of these projects that we do, we make up the goals. And I thought, there's already standards with hundreds of goals. And so we should really um, uh, stop making our own goals and start using goals that are already there, best practices from standards. And, uh, and then eventually that led to, you know, our thinking about how to encode lead and well. We did some research projects on that uh, just two years ago uh, at tracks and then uh, then finally to the mandatory codes, the uh, mandatory standards, the codes. So can you give us an idea of how many pages are in the actual OBC? How many pages are in the standards? How many pages wellness lead everything at like that? Like, do you, do you guys have those ideas or those numbers? One number comes to mind is the, the like the national building code. So that, that doesn't have um, plumbing or energy or, Right, they're all separated. So yeah, they're energy, all separated. The, the national one is like uh, 1,600 pages or something like that. So so it's it's fairly large. Yes. Uh, I did. The, uh, the, uh, the OBC, the Ontario Building Code, is probably similar size, but, but maybe a little bit smaller, maybe. I, don't know. I did do a, uh, a stat for one of our uh, slides where if we added up all the version or all the different um, – uh, codes that we have in tracks right now it came up to seven thousand pages <laughs> so yeah it's really not helpful to think of it as pages no um, that hurts yeah and and also like you said it's heavily encoded in legalese yeah and so the logic of figuring out like this applies except for with this and that on thursdays you know if the sun's shining on this side or whatever like it's it's a very um encoded in a way that uh you have to unravel it to just understand even if this applies to your situation yeah and so i think the you know what we would work towards for tracks codes is the holy grail here would be to to uh, uh to automate uh, applicability like if you say i'm doing you know 
uh, a reno on this basement, what codes apply to that? Or I'm doing a, a commercial kitchen. You know, just show me those things. I don't care about, you know, all these other things. Yeah, so, with us, I guess mostly it'd be part nine would be the, the, ma- the majority that we would be looking at. Right. right. So that's residential construction. And then you can get into other parts based on whatever you guys are, or whoever's building, where it's building. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so the first step of that that we have planned, we haven't done it yet, but is, uh, and we got a request from, from our very first customer who's a contractor as well. Yeah. Um, uh, I should shout out to Norm. Sure. Norm Schilder at uh, uh, Copperstone Kitchens um, who uh, 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 asked for, you know, can you just filter the updates? So when, when we send the list of like what changed, well, we don't send it. It's it's a uh, feature that you can see what changed in the codes. Uh, can you just filter that for part nine, for example? What is the process? Because I, you guys might know this. I'm not exactly sure. But when you want to make a change to the code, I, I, is it a lengthy process or what exactly happens? And uh, like it's all government, right? Yeah, it's all government. Uh, I think there's three levels of how to participate in updating the codes, although I really haven't got into it deeply. Uh, but uh, one is just uh, feedback, like they have open calls for feedback on changes. Uh, there's another one where even if nothing changed, you can propose a change. And then the third one, I think, is committee level, maybe where you volunteer to be on a committee. Okay. All right. So just a regular citizen of Canada can look at this and go, here's a suggestion, but then he'll go through a whole committee yeah, to yeah. review it. So theoretically, that's open to anybody. Wow. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it takes time and energy. And so, uh, you know, I think they're always looking for more feedback. They'd like to have more feedback each time. Yeah. Uh, it's the green, it's the green building passive, better building wellness is definitely, big. I'm glad that that's growing and that's a segment and that we can start paying attention to lead is also good too, as well. That is kind of growing. Did that all come from the national starting at the national level and then made it to the OBC provincially? Uh, in terms of sustainability, yeah, I think it really started in BC. I okay. think they introduced the step codes of these five levels of energy efficiency up to net zero, and then the uh, national building code maybe adopted that. Up, but I'm not totally sure. Okay, that no, that kind of makes sense. And uh, so I think uh, in here in uh, Ontario, there's a group at Carleton University called Efficiency Canada, and they have codes for climate uh, program where they're trying to. Um, focus on uh, building clo- codes that relate to climate change and sustainability. Oh, that's There's a few things going on. There's a lot going on. And then that's all tied. So that would be all part of Tracks Codes. Uh, we would like to make that available through Tracks Codes. Okay. Uh, you know, we're hoping to have at some point a, um, um, again, a filtering of just the sustainability related codes uh, to help promote that basically. Yeah. So I know that we're going to dive into, uh, and I, I'll tell the listeners again, you're going to be better off to watch this than, than to listen to it, just listen to it. Um, uh, we're going to dive into it. But I guess, how easy is it to just find something? If I wanted to, if I'm on the job site, something comes up, or I just want to pick a fight with an inspector, you know what I mean? And then something comes up and I want to challenge them, uh, which I could probably bring up right now is regarding uh, insulation levels at the bottom of a window well uh, close to uh, footing, foundation footing, right? Which is a situation that I came across recently on a job site and I had to challenge the inspector and then I had to go through a code consultant to find this information to eventually get back to him. But I'm sure that I could have found the information with you guys. Could be. I mean, uh, our goal is also, to, like I said, to take these thousands of pages 
and make it more like a website. And yeah. so uh, at, right at the top of tracks, you'll see the big search bar, just like Google kind of thing. Like we want to be the Google for, for the building. Codes I love too. it. I love so, it. So, you know, if you could express that in a search, like installation, window, well, foundation, something like that, hopefully you would find it. We, we, uh, uh, it, it's, uh, it, instant search so you like you can see the results you can see where they're coming from the sources uh, you can filter the results and all of that kind of stuff but definitely search is a um, when you don't have the physical book and you don't want to spend your whole life flipping pages <laughs> uh, the search is a critical part of the whole thing and making sure the search is uh, good and helps you find things for sure so let me ask you a really dumb question why didn't the government just do this <laughs> that's a good question that's a good it's, question it's a dumb question really I'd well um why didn't the government just do this i guess well maybe i can i sure. have uh, they could and, and but the problem is that it's not just one um you know jurisdiction not one area we want to do more than just ontario we want to do more than just maybe eventually canada so in that sense uh no government is going to, you know, it's going to be local to their jurisdiction. So whether it is Ontario or, or um, a city. So uh, because, let's say, architects, they may work on projects in multiple places yeah. and so on. So having a place that's kind of centralizes plus having all these other um, bodies that maybe come up with standards and so on, having, having a place where it brings it all together. Yeah, we also added the fire code and the fire protection and prevention act. Yeah, and some of the other acts. Uh, so it is. There's that's the one reason is the you know there's not just one group, so you'd end up with like a bunch of different apps. Uh, so somebody to pull it all together is one aspect. The other aspect is is more um, uh, uh, just historic, I guess, because the history of all this is like it's on paper, and so they would print the physical book and like sell the book. And they couldn't give it away for free because it was such a massive book. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, so so there's the cost aspect of making these things, and um, in transitioning to digital, that 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 was somehow a broken process, and uh, basically British Columbia again led the way here, open sourcing their building codes, so you didn't have to buy the book; you could download a PDF. Oh, smart! And um, and it was free, so that was even the, smarter. <laughs> so that's, I think, the, the thing that started the movement towards people realizing that, hey, you know, if it's digital, we don't need to charge for it because we're not cutting down a bunch of trees and printing this thing on paper. So uh, it took a few years and uh, coercing, I'm sure, from different people inside the government, too. So uh, there were proponents inside the government who said we should also make this freely available. And I think that has now spread uh, across uh, the country, and now Ontario is also free um, in terms of the digital download. Wow. Has it been easy to deal with the government? We benefited from, uh, you know, we started, like I said, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, but we benefited from another group that we work with, a partner called Eco Innovation Lab, and they spent the year before that trying to convince the government to license the building codes to them. And so uh, uh, by partnering with them, we... W Pretty early when we started, I think maybe we signed in March or so, the license agreement with the ministry, and at the same time, the NRC, the National Research Council yep. of Canada for the National Codes. And so we benefited from their lobbying effort to like convince them to license the codes to companies. 
Okay, so I'm liking this. I'm liking a lot of this, right? Um, how do you guys want to dive into trying to figure out uh, working? I want. I actually want you guys to work it. So I know that the laptop's patched to the screen, and so you, I want, I want you guys to walk us through and then talk us through and how it all would work. Uh, so then everybody that's listening could actually reach out to you guys and start using it, right? So, right. and then we could talk about costs later on. But I know you guys have told me the cost, and it's not crazy. That's like two lattes a month. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, yeah. Okay. So, well, I, what's that in Tim Horn's talk? <laughs> <laughs> Three lattes in Tim Horn's talk. Okay. There we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, um, the system, um, like I said, like you just register with an email and you can use it on, uh, on as many devices as you want and this and that. We do have um, apps as well for um, uh, iOS devices, iPhone, iP- iPad, and so on and android as well but uh you know it's it's 1600 pages or whatever so if you have a bigger screen that's always better yeah of course. tablet at least to be nice yeah but if you're on the job site like you said and you want to just search for something um uh, norm again who i mentioned that was also his use case where, like if uh, uh when he's on a site he wants to check something like the corner of this the, the distance from the stairwell to the kitchen or something um, he could just do that right on site. He doesn't have to carry around the books. You know what? Before we get started on this, something came up. Carlito actually came by my place, and then he brought up something. Um, he said something about hangers for a joist after above two-by-fours are not allowed to use screws. You have to use nails. I disputed it with him because the screws were engineered screws from Simpson Strong Tie, so they're recognized as SDS screws designed specifically for hangers how do we find out that answer if that because it i uh, he smelled like fish to me when he told me that any hanger above two by four requires nails anything below a two by four hanger you can get away with screws and i'm thinking that he's thinking regular construction screws for a two by four hanger and then you'd have to get engineer screws and or nails how do i find that answer if we can find that answer or we'll find it out later on i'm not sure uh we will search okay i'm just curious about that at some point we'll try to figure that out so then i could just give it to carlito is when i try to do it right because <laughs> i want to make sure that he's wrong and i'm right that's all it is because i thought it was confusing i just said listen this ain't tv this is real construction okay uh, i mean going beyond regular sustainability there was a project in uh, in europe where the uh they built an office building for a reasonable size fifty thousand square feet or something and they built it with like two hundred thirty-eight thousand screws the whole thing was screwed so that it could be unscrewed. So you could actually design for smart deconstruction and, you know, not make the whole thing just a big pile of garbage. So. I just, I take my direction, for, like Simpson Strong Tie is a good company and they engineer everything and they get the certification for it. So if they're giving me a screw and they're recommending that it could be used for a hanger, then that trumps some guy who's been on TV before with a show, right? <laughs> That's how I look at it. So. Well, we'll find out later on. We'll dive into it. We'll find out and see if I can tell him so, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's let's dive into the... the I want to get into this, uh, how this all works. Okay, great. We, we did have, when we were at OBOA conference, we did have two officials come up to us and like, you know, we just have a disagreement. Can we just look something up really quick? <laughs> and so we're like, yeah, sure. So we pulled see, it that's, up. That's what I could see happening. I can see different tradespeople on different sites challenging each other and educating each other. And I think that's really cool, using your tool. And, and, and it worked. In that case, it did work. Yeah. In that case, it worked. And it was interesting, <laughs> too, because their their dispute between these two building officials was for a water tower, 
um, when it's to be demolished, is it treated like a building? And then um, uh, the the answer I can I would say yes. I think the answer was yes. Okay. But you know, it was something we had to search for, and then they found the answer. It's still a structure to be built. I look at it like the reverse. When you're building it, you're treating it like a structure. So it still would have a foundation and piers and whatever, and then you have a structure. So if you have to dismantle it, you'd have to treat it the same way. Right. And then the, the funny add-on was, well, what if it's a heritage water tower? Oh, uh, that's a different <laughs> can of worms. Do you, do you guys have a can of worms section on the, the site? <laughs> well, add one. that's a good idea. <laughs> all right. So how do we begin, gentlemen? How does it all start? Well, uh, uh, once you start uh, tracks codes here, uh, you get the big search bar at the top, and uh, there's two main things: the library, which shows all of the um, uh, the the uh, codes and and uh, other things, including this, as I mentioned, the Ontario uh, Inspector's Quick Start Guide. Yep. And uh, Volume One and Volume Two, uh, Fire, fire code, code, Fire Protection Act, Building Code Act, and then there's the National Building Codes in English and in French. Wow, you guys um, really were not aware of what you guys were getting into. Huh? <laughs> And we have like three versions of, of the National Building Code. Most of them, some have two, but there's the plumbing, fire, energy, and buildings. So that's, you can search the library here as well. Um, so what was the case uh, you had? Uh, it's, I guess, uh, hangers. It would be uh, structural hangers, and can they be used with screws, or it has to be nails? So I guess it would give you a variety of different sizes. Uh, you just want the Ontario one, right? Yeah, it'd be Ontario. And uh, different sizes. I would, you know what? If you were, I guess you go two by eight hanger screws. And would that work? Would that come up? Let's try it. Oh, uh, but it's in metric. It's not too bad. Oh, that's right. Sorry. So what would that be? I don't know. You know what? You know what you do? Uh, do uh, do thirty nine by 80, uh, 80 uh, hanger screw, because that's a two by four. Eighty is it eighty eight or eighty? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Metric. Uh, maybe structural design down there. Yeah. This one. Maybe. Is that because it's a structural thing that? It should be nails, or I don't. I, I, I think there's more structural strength. I mean, the one big thing is that you always teach any kid you never use construction screws on any hanger because of the shear force. So they're tapered. So they, technically speaking, can rip off, break off. So that's why Simpson designed their SDS screws, which are a hex and it's got a flange on it and it's flat. So it's not. It's actually stronger. But his argument was that you can't use a screw into a, a, a large enough lumber piece like that, but in a smaller one you can. So at that point you have to use nails. Support. No, but that's plumbing. I mean, basically, you've typed in, a, you know, your keywords, and then you're getting certain sections, and then you'd have to go into each section to find that out. Yeah, yeah, like um, like a Google search. So there's a variety of results. Oh, there's support of framing supported on a flat insulated concrete surface. Uh, support tail and header joist. You know what? Support on tail and header joists. Yeah, try that. What would that? The one right above it, uh, nine point two three. Yeah, that one. 
This is scary. This actually means I might have to do this now. <laughs> uh, supported by floor shall be supported by suitable joist hangers or nailing. Yeah. So which is that suitable to the table? Is that it with table? So let's go to the table. And here's the table. So column. Uh, okay. Now this says nails. Ah, interesting. Um, Two at each seat, so three. So. Yeah, no, 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 I'm just seeing it. So it does say nails at the top, but there's no tablet on the top where it says screws at all? No. I mean, it doesn't say nails are required, but... It's just referring to nails. Like, it just if you're using nails, these this is the number of nails you need. Yeah, there's a pattern in everything. I mean, the whole section is called nailing of framing, so... Well, you'd have to find the screwing of framing then. Yeah. No, I guess that would be it. Double header trimmer joists of ledgers. Uh, dun dun. At each end, cross bridging, end nail, stud to wall plate, each end. Toe, toe nail, everything's. Yeah. So, I mean, this is where you get into maybe a soft area where there is an interpretation. So it doesn't say nails are required. Um, but it does say, you know, it's 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 uh, assumed that this is, you know, for nailing. It brings up a good point because I, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's in the OBC or any code that gets trumped, I guess, by engineers coming in and making their own suggestion on what they want to do. So, I mean, we've done that so many times where I don't think it's in the code where I've actually had to do a 28-foot-long uh, LVL four ply beam 16 inch and then the engineer signed off on that beam and signed off on uh half inch through bolts uh nutted on both sides every 24 inch staggered right that's not in the code that would right. be an engineer at a specific uh, detail in a house right 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 got it but at least like i would never have found that going through the binders you know that table would have been challenging for me to find it yeah yeah and also we first found the, the result of the text, and then the table was somewhere else. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah, having that link. So, if you, if you use the, the OBC on the, on the web server PDF, those, ta those are not links. So, we actually went through, and when it says, you know, C section this or C table this, we identify it as a link so that you can just click on it and go there. Oh, man. Yeah, so here, for example, it says conforming staples, conforming to Article 923. Three, five, this would not be a link in the PDF. So uh, we added these kind of things, links to the tables and so on, so that it, again, behaves more like a website. Also in the, the contents here, like uh, we could go back to this or even open it in a new tab, just like a web browser. Oh, you know what? Go to maximum spans. Yeah. What would that be for? Is that for Joyce? That's that's a uh, tail and header Joyce. Maximum spans. What if you search for just screws and see where? Spans for joists and rafters, but I love this. Like, look at this. This is oh, man. Steel beams, and then there's a table for every single one. So your maximum steel beam, that table there will tell you what you can, what size W, and then it tells you. This. Look at that. Look at that. Holy cow. 
Yeah, one, one of the things that we want to do is some of these tables are really huge. So, so this is not so bad, but some of the tables are really huge. So sometimes you can just have a little widget where you, you would put in, you know, your your size and how many columns, and it would just give you the number. So so when you're looking at a large screen like this, this is great. But if on you're on phone, your phone, you, yeah. can't, you can't really use these tables so so we we won't really want to put it, put uh, work to tr you know change them to be more yeah, some like of these, widgets some of these tables are like 60 pages long <laughs> but uh, but the know. information's there so i mean it, and yeah. it's all like look at us right now you're looking at something you put a keyword it got you a bunch and then you chose one and it got you other ones you broke it down and here i am at a table right now and it, this take took seconds to do that Right, so that's dramatically. So once you start figuring out exactly what you're looking for, you can find the information you need. Yeah, and and um, by avoiding the uh, the limitations of the book, hopefully that'll um, you know encourage people to explore a little more, click on links and see what's there and so on. And you know, once you found something, if you thought this was relevant and you needed it again, you could just go and and bookmark this thing, so it'll be saved. Like, oh, you know, this is a good one. Uh, I'm going to use this again. And, and then you can go back to your, is there a bookmark section or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if you just click on all bookmark there at the top. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Wow. And you can see, uh, you know, what's been, here's the steel beams one we just did. Oh, look at that. Hearth extension, man. Or hearth, whatever you want to say. I don't know what parts of the country you're at. Um, uh, extension, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bookmark, you already bookmarked it. You build in a fireplace? I don't know why I bookmarked that. <laughs> support, yeah. So the I support made a comment, extension. So. so I just like, oh, I gotta put my glasses on and off. Um, okay, so what am I reading? Except for to, to, uh, fireplace, you shall have non-combustible hearth extended, uh, four hundred mil. Yeah. Okay. Another, um, just while we're on this one, uh, another thing that uh, has been suggested to us is if we could convert the units, like in real life. You know, we're not uh, using millimeters, right? So that's if we could brilliant. We we want to just add in brackets, maybe next to each one. You know, what are the imperial dimensions? And so you'll still see what the millimeters like, what the official well, number is. The metrics for the engineers and architects, and the imperials for the tradespeople building everything. Right, right. That's the unfortunate thing. But but everybody, the building officials also want to do it because they're, when they're reviewing the design, it's not going to be a metric. It's going to be an imperial as well. That's a very good point. Um, and also, uh, um, we're told by one of the building officials, she, she said that most of her annotations in the book, the physical book, was also these conversions to Imperial. So if we just automated that, then that would save you from a bunch of you know, handwritten notes as well. So, I mean, you guys are the code people. So is that an easy thing to do or is that a difficult thing? You're talking about 1,600 pages plus, plus all these other books. And good question. Yeah, no, it's easy to do in the National Building Codes because they've... Labeled all of the numbers uh, with units and things like that. It's more difficult, I think. Yeah, it, it's it's similar. It's similar to the way we're doing links, where you have to do kind of regular expressions and see, okay, if it's this kind of a number plus millimeter and and every kind of unit, you basically would have to handle uh, to figure out and identify, look at the text and match. We could use some machine learning or do some uh, some pattern matching. You know, it'd be cool. I mean, I'm not trying to do a job or anything like that. <laughs> if the mouse just goes over the metric number and it becomes imperial mm -hmm. next to it or something like that. So it's not always up there, right? Yeah. 
or vice versa or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking about it because yeah, yeah. then that's going to be the first thought of every tradesperson I know. I don't know. Unless you're European, you came here, then you're very well aware of the metric. Right. And then you have to always convert it back to the imperial, right? Because on site, though, in, in Canada, in Ontario, it's, it's an imperial world. Yeah, yeah. Even in America, all over America. Yeah, we were thinking you, there's a few ways to do it. Like you could just set in your settings, always show me this or that. Ah. Uh, or uh, we could have a tooltip like you suggested, like you roll over it and then, but there's no hover on the, the phone. That's true. So you'd have to click on them all. So that's why we were thinking, let's just put it in brackets next to them. And that then you can see both kind of That thing. makes sense. Um, unless you, you know, yeah, as a setting, filter it out for example. Don't don't I, I want to just share a little bit of history of the OBC here. You guys probably know this information because I don't. Uh, how do you pronounce this? Caruthas report? Caruthers report? I have no idea. 1969. Talking about the history of the OBC. Uh, the Committee of Uniform Building Standards for Ontario by the Ministry of Municipal Affairs at the time created a report commonly called the Caruthas, Caruthers report after the chairman of the committee at the time and it laid the foundation for the regulatory building framework. That's where the building code started. Uniform Building Standards uh, Branch, 1970 to 75. It was established in 1970 in the Ontario Department of Labor. Uh, in 1972, it formed the Technical Standards Division. Building Code Branch came about in 1976 to 1984. Uh, it replaced the Uniform Building Standards uh, within Ontario. Uh, went through the Consumer and Commercial Relations. Uh, and then in 19... December 31st, 1975 is the Ontario Building Code, the very first one. December 30, on New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, the Ontario Building Code came to be on 1974. Like, the government was working at that time? Sounds like somebody had a deadline. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's most likely happened way before or, and then or they way just, after. They just or submitted they, they it. Just, they just made the date. <laughs> the first Ontario Building Code ever. So before this, each uh, municipal had the authority to enforce its own rules. Uh, but the first OBC uh, superseded all municipal laws regarding design and construction of buildings. The OBC has been uh, has had six revisions between 75 to 2012. The current version uh, and each revision has its own numbers of amendments so that's where the numbers so the numbers mean something there's a there's a definition between each number and then the point and all the, and you guys are going to talk about that uh and so there's uh, has been had 18 amendments in the second most of all the revisions behind the 1997 building code so there's been 18 big ones since the 97 one wow so all those numbers now let's let's discuss in the definition and why all those numbers there well the numbers uh, you, you know, well, each amendment has a number, uh, and, and they just, you know, collection of changes. Uh, and uh, some of the, so although the new version comes out quarterly, it may, there may not be necessarily an amendment associated with it. But in the amendment, may, it may say, like, on November 1st, you know, this takes effect. Yes. And so it may be in an older version, actually, will say, like, in the future, in November this will happen. And so on November 1st, there's a new version technically that where this took effect, uh, but the amendment happened a while ago. Yes. So you, you, they, they, give, you know, they give a bit of room for people to be aware and starting to get uh, to know what's coming in the future. So, so uh, anyway, I don't know if that sort of answers that. Is, is it faster to remove certain things because if you're amending certain things then certain things are being modified but there's also stuff that's been removed right 
Like the, yep. the, the heat recovery stack for plumbing, that's been removed. That was implemented and then it was removed. So is it as quickly to remove as it is to input? Uh, I mean, uh, in terms of publishing the changes, it's as quickly. Uh, but in terms of how the process, I, I can comment on, you know, when it was proposed, how yeah. many committees it had to go through, how many, uh, you know, special interest groups, companies and things that would complain. So the building officials say that a lot of companies complain about changes to the codes and uh, that it would be too expensive and this and that. And so sometimes it's it's just not true also. So it's hard to uh, uh, convey what the implications of one of these changes are. So does the city, do they, how do I find out the information of what's being changed or can I find out that information? Or you guys have that information? Yeah, we we have that information. We you know we can show dynamically what's uh, the changes, or we link to the official um, you know Ontario website that has uh, a list of uh, changes. As their well. their website is very difficult to navigate. Yeah, the, the, well, yeah, we, we do have direct links, but also the the tool itself you, you can just show the, the okay the, the diffs. So uh, if if you want are you talking about upcoming changes that have not been. Oh. Yeah, those, but no, yeah, no, because we don't I mean, have those, no. okay, so yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying that you guys would know that information. You have to wait for it to go through the process, yeah. and then once it goes through the process, and then when they publish it, yeah, that's when you guys get involved. And now you that, but that you guys are getting this as an automatic update on your system, right? So you don't even have to call them up and go. By the way, any changes this week? Like, yeah, no, no, it's like it's already happening automatically, right? Right. Like you can see, we have some versions here. July, April, March, and so on. And then we can do the little compare document thing, turn it on, uh, and then choose which version we're comparing it to. So if we go back uh, oh, wow, eh? version here, for example. Um, Maybe just select, only show the changes. Yeah, okay. So then theoretically somewhere in this section there's a change. Here it is. So this was added. So for oh, so there's a highlight. So it's highlighted as well. Yeah. Uh, so combustible construction means a type of construction that does not meet the requirements for non-construction, non-combustible construction, or encapsulated mass timber construction. Yeah. So the mass timber stuff. That's that almost an oxymoron. There, encapsulated mass timber construction. So you're supposed to build something out of timber and then cover it up with fire retardant. Uh, I guess so. I mean, to make it com- non-combustible. That is a good question. Because um, the question is about non-combustibility of a material, building material. Yeah. Okay, that's just, I'm fine. But I mean, you <laughs> talk about the matrix. You can go like right down this, like there's a lot of information here. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so regarding, like, let's talk about most of the people that listen to the show, which is part nine. Like, you can dive right into part nine because you guys have that. So a lot of the things that are pretty standard. So, I don't know, I guess staircase runs, uh, handrail heights, um what is it like um i guess glass allowances uh there's a bunch of things that we can talk about no results <laughs> for staircase or uh, no you know what they're not called staircase they're called stairs oops staircase would probably be used in quebec stairs uh so ontario uh there's something outside there's a sb4 here measures for safe fire safety in high buildings there's a 
I mean, 9.8 here. Look at that. Stairs and steps and ramps, landings, handrail. Look at that. Section 9.8. So we can go there. And then uh, you can see the subsections here. Stair dimensions, configuration. This is very cool, guys. Step eh? like this, this is very cool. Oh, great, great. No, no. It's very, very cool. Landings, handrails, yeah, guards. Guards. Concerns. Look at that. Everything. Cantilevered. Precast concrete. Look at that, huh? Like, you would never find this in the actual physical book. You would have, like, had a pack of smokes, and then you would have had, like, 15 beers before you even got to the first one that we searched, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might. You would have been growing crazy. Give up. Um, it's, Can it's not a very long section. Anchorage? Well, I don't understand Anchorage. Cantilevered concrete steps referred to an article that shall be What's all that about? Concrete foundation of at least 200 millimeters thick. Foundation shall be. Those got to be precast concrete to porch setups. That's what it's got to be. Yeah, I mean, this is another thing we'd like to do is, um, you know, work with the community to help us understand these things too, and to create diagrams for this thing or an animation or something that helps explain these things, uh, because this they're not meant to be. They're meant to be the rule, like the legal thing. Yes, but they're not designed for for learning. And then details are in here as well, too. So it depends on the hyperlink that you guys are clicking on. So you'll get all these details. So we know that when we apply for a permit and it gets approved, um, there's that back page or three or whatever, 15, that gives you the standard details for anything in building that's applicable to the part nine to the, the scope. You guys have all those details up here as well, too. Well, so there is a bit of work that we're doing also. And so there is a pretty good mapping between Section 9 of the OBC and the National Building Code. So the National Building Codes have very similar information, but uh, and, and the, there is also an uh, illustrated user guide associated with the National Building Code that we have the license for that we're working on uh, adding to the system. So we want to do a cross-reference for all the illustrated guide. We've recently learned that there is an illustrated guide for... Ontario building codes as well, we haven't seen it, so we're, we're still, you know, on the hunt Just for it. They haven't given it to you? or Well, we, we don't know. We yeah, it wasn't part of our license Yeah, agreement. it wasn't part of the license. So we haven't, we, so we, <laughs> we didn't know about it. It we're was redacted there. or something? I don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it's, 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 it wasn't What's an intentional. Black, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't want to. I don't want to make it a conspiracy theory of any sort. No, <laughs> okay. it, no, no. It's just we no. haven't got. You just it. haven't received yeah, 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 it. Okay, all right. but it is in the mail. All right. Well, well, no, no, we haven't asked for it. Yet. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. Because we just learned that. But uh, there's so much attached to everything. That's so, and very a lot of it is unique to certain building situations, right? And that's what a lot of younger trades will always bring up. They'll say, "Why do they make it so confusing?" Right, but the thing is that the government and the codes in any city has to apply to every possible building structure that's being built. Yeah, yeah. And you, you got to kind of give them every variation of possibilities, right? And that's and then you work from there at that Un point. Unfortunately, you know, it is very seems very complicated and confusing, but it does cover absolutely everything, right? Like, yes, like a heritage water tower, like you know, or whatever to your sure your residential home. But uh, when you have to cover everything, it's going to be crazy no matter what and that's why you know there's the uh opportunity to also move towards specialization yeah like you know maybe i don't need if i'm doing residential homes i don't need to know anything about commercial kitchens or 
you know, things like that, all the rules involved. Yeah, so I can go in there and I go, listen, I just really want to focus on part nine and just always bookmark and keep that. And then if you're constantly building a very similar home over and over or similar rentals over and over, you can bookmark those pages and have that. And then all of a sudden it gets you faster into those. Exactly, yeah. So you can bookmark all the key things and make comments even for yourself. And, uh, and the building officials do this too. They, they collect their common comments in a separate project so they they have all their their uh, things. Uh, oh yeah, we know because we get the emails and they screen it and they give it to us and they right. go. I made a note on the last visit here. I know we know, we know that they're paying attention. Uh, it's just part of the process, so it's not a big thing. Mm-hmm. I I do like so this is an ever growing entity for you guys. Yeah, where we we just added the uh, national building codes twenty ten, and we're working on or maybe yeah we'll uh, the the November one. Uh, but there was no amendment changes in the November one. That this is the one that Simon mentioned, uh, because it was re- uh, in a previous one. They mentioned that certain things will come into effect November first, and so the new version that came out uh, doesn't have any changes except for these things are now effective. So that's all it uh, says. Yeah. Um, regarding the lead, is there lead? Do you guys have lead up here or no? Uh, not yet. Not You're yet. still working on that. Uh, the first one outside the codes we did was the oboa uh, quick inspector guide yeah uh another one we have permission to uh, uh, add to the system is for infrastructure so it's the envision sustainability uh, for infrastructure standard so it's like lead but for infrastructure okay um we haven't actually talked to the lead people yet uh but uh um the other one that uh, we'd love to add uh was is the toronto green standard because that's uh, uh, open source as well. Yes. Because I tell you, there'll be a lot of builders that'd be interested in diving into that to find the information that they would need. Right, right. Because that would help you start your project to begin with. And that's where it really should begin. It's not going to, it shouldn't begin at this point where we're already on site looking for our answers. We should already have the answers. But also, just even on the building code side, getting all the applicable law all over Canada. Yeah. So it, right now we really have only statutes from Ontario and, you know, Ontario Building Code, of course. But uh, even even in the provinces that use uh, National Building Code, there still have a bunch of statutes associated that we would want to have all in one place. So um, that's, that's definitely on our to-do list. So I can see a lot of architects, engineers they're diving into this because as they're drawing and building certain things, they're going to want to know what the code is asking for at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think they'd also like to be able to search in the same way that the the building officials are now going to use tracks to search for things so that they, you know, surface the same things. Is that the plan? Like I'm assuming that's, so you guys built it and they're coming and play ball on it. Oh yeah. It saves them time. Yeah, because they don't have to go through the way we used to go through. Oh, yeah. I think it's pretty much universal universal that nobody wants to carry around the books. Especially to site and back and forth. No. Yeah, so uh, 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 having it on your phone is (laughs) uh, preferable, yeah. Makes a lot of sense, man. Uh, where do I, where were we going to go? Uh, sorry, I got, let's talk about OBC talk here. Funny enough, uh, OBC changes 2003, uh, versus current sections 5.4 air leakage. Do we want to pull that up? I'm curious. We don't have the older OBC ones. Oh, so this will be okay. So you have as far back as 2012 and then amendments from there. Well, we have the 2012 version. Okay. Uh, which is still the 2012 version today. Like there's no, 
new hasn't changed. It's, uh, I guess technically that's a revision. Yeah. Yeah, there hasn't been... Yeah. Is there plans on... Well, I don't know. I wouldn't know, but... Yeah, it's strange that they would just say, tw uh, you know, 20... Everyone's been working yeah. off to 2012. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but there's all these amendments that have yeah. to happen. And it was yeah. 10 years, right? And yeah. I guess 2012 came in after uh, 97, and that would have been the next one. So I guess we're, we're almost due for a new one. There is a large discussion about harmonization with the national building codes. That's a smart idea. Yeah, and so that would help everybody uh where we actually are at in that um point and and i mean i think we've heard some dates uh but uh uh it's unclear you know how how uh, well that'll progress but uh, uh theoretically that would be a major change uh i'm not like simon mentioned there's a lot of similarities and overlaps but uh the ontario building code has has taken large chunks of the national, national. code and moved them around so they're not in the same places and, and uh, things like that. So it'd be nice if, uh, if there was a harmonization that that would be the next major revision. Uh, that would be ideal. But, but before, before even that, we do want to do our own sort of uh, matching uh, exercise where we, you know, when you're looking at OBC, you have links to the national building codes, to the similar sections, so that, you know. So yeah, like this example, the Anchorage one. Maybe there's a lot more detail in the National Building Code exactly. about Anchorage. And so if we could determine that automatically, we could put a little star there saying, hey, you know, check the National Building Codes. Isn't the National Building Code a little further or faster or better? I don't know. Than well, the well, the, it, it, it changes much slower in some sense. So they only, they only have, you know, 2010, 2015, and 2020 versions. So every five years. So every five years. But there's each, each change is... Know, significant change uh, size wise there is uh, in some parts there's a lot more information on the other hand you know uh, with OBC they have plumbing all, all yes. part of it in the national ones they split you know energy plumbing electrical and building all split up into separate uh, separate books are we, are we the only country or how does the US do it because I know that you guys are diving into the US as well right do they have a national and a provincial or not a provincial state yeah, so, so there's an uh, uh, international building codes which are adapted by the state. So similarly as here, it's like you have your model codes and then the states uh, adapt them. So it's, it, it works similarly to, to here where, you know, the national building codes are model codes. They're not, uh, and then, you know, provinces adopt them. Yep. I like it. Let me finish this up. Uh, require resistance to air leakage. The 2003 version states that areas separating environmentally dismember dissimilar spaces must have air barrier systems. In addition to that, the current version states that those systems must be provide acceptable conditions for occupants, uh, minimize the accumulation and penetration of condensation and precipitation, minimize ice damming, and not compromise the building surfaces. Air Barrier Systems Properties 2003 version refers to only the sheet and panel type materials intended to provide the principal resistance to air leakage. The current version refers to all materials intended to provide the principal res resistance to air leakage. Uh, this would be section 5.4, 5.1.4, and 5.1.4, which is all resistance and environmental separation. I have no idea what that meant. Well, it looks like that... Um 
air leakage, 5.4. Yeah. Oh, look at that, man. But 5.4. I'm getting point chills, Asim. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, so, but so the interesting thing is actually volume two also has. Oh, look some at that, huh? This has some information on that. So if you. I think Angelina is going to start using your. Uh, <laughs> so we can start using it for the show. Right, right. To <laughs> quiz people. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's like. Wait, I, I definitely think that you, you'd have to get a tablet. I don't think I think you'd get tired of the uh, the phone real quick because it won't be oh, large yeah, enough. So right, it'd have to be a tablet, right? That'd be helpful, yeah, especially for typing and searching and stuff. Yeah, I can't wait to to have uh, enough money to to, <laughs> to buy to buy an uh, iPad or something so we can try it in the iPad. We haven't had a chance. So, how did two guys like you get into doing this? Like, how like how much construction experience do you guys have behind? Like this. It's not Chinese to you guys. It's not a different language, or is it a different language? Oh, it's totally Chinese. To me. Yeah, it's totally right. Um, yeah, I mean, we're we're not experts at all. So we both have a background in computer science, right? And um, but we need that in construction. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> it, absolutely. I think you know, uh, as, since we first released in August, August first, uh, you know, we found that uh, just the whole community, both contractors, uh, as I mentioned, our first customer a contractor. And but a lot of the building officials that are signing up, we get building departments. Uh, we just signed up Oakville here in Oakville, for example. Um, uh, there's just so much value we can add by digitizing all of this stuff and um, getting it off of paper. So uh, there seems to be an infinite number of things we could do, uh, and and there's only more and more uh, value we could put into this thing. So hopefully uh, people will find that. Uh, useful but uh, yeah even in in the show here yeah uh you know that is a, a thing that we, like in the specific case you were mentioning 5.4.1.4 yeah. but yeah. that's not in this like that has been removed i guess in some yeah 5.1.4 which is environmental separation requirements yeah so you can see 5.1.2 is the last section here so it's already been removed look at that yeah, yeah. Well, right, is that one there the fourth one there? Five point one point four point one. Yeah, there's only point one and point two here. Five point. Sorry, five point one point four. Oh, five point one. Yeah, five point one point four. So that's what I was looking at over there on just, that. Yeah. yeah, just scroll up. Yeah. But what did you type? You just typed in air leakage. Yeah. And this is what come up came up for, for air leakage. Here you go. Five point one point four. There it is. Resistance right there. Deterioration point two. Which so one? 5.1.4. Environmental separation uh, requirements. Yeah, structural environment. Right there. Uh, no, right there. Glasses on, glasses off. <laughs> I mean, it is possible that the numbering changed. Well, let me search for that. Yeah, so it was a, yeah, current version expands from section 5.1.4, resistance to loads to deterioration was previously 5.1.4 environmental. So it's just a name change to the actual document. But you guys have the document there, and then you've got the hyperlink, so it's like past performance. So it's there. Right, so if we had the versions back to 97, we could show that name change when yes. it happened. And we have had requests for that too. Um, uh, for example, in a change of use where building... You know, it used to be a high school or something. Now they want to convert that building into some other use, community center or something. 
some building officials have asked us, can we see the, like, type in a date and see what where the building code's at that time for this kind of use wow. case? Wow. So, um, I mean, the other one is unfortunate. When people are being sued, they have to know what the codes were at that time. Well, no, it's fine because this information can be used for that as well, too. So do you guys have a predicted timeline when you'll have the entire country done? Or is that hasn't even been discussed yet? Um, I mean, we have requested uh, some additional codes from the NRC. Okay. For, and we've been approved for Alberta. Okay. Uh, and uh, for whatever reason, unknown to us, Alberta and Quebec are combined. So we're still waiting for Quebec. But we might have Alberta and Quebec soon. Um and like I said, Alberta's already approved. Uh, BC is a little more challenging because they only publish the PDF, even though it's open source. We could start today. Uh, but uh, uh, we believe, based on uh, some of the links, that there's an XML version, which would help us. It's more like the national building codes. So if there's a version like that, then we could get the units and all of that automatic links and everything. So uh, we haven't had time to dive into that one yet. But, you know, absolutely by, by you know, the end of, like, in the next year, we should be able to add everything. Oh, wow. And then, because I, I, I haven't played with this yet, but on the actual um, program, can you send the city a questionnaire or a question or comment or something? You could. So there's different ways. Like in each section here, I'll just show on this particular one. Uh, you know, you can do a highlight. You can select some text and highlight something. Okay. Uh, you know, or you can uh, make a bookmark or a comment. But there's the three little dots here too. So you can copy a link the section oh, to the clipboard okay. and you can copy the actual contents and paste that in a word document or an email and so now this whole section is on the clipboard uh share so like if you are on your phone you could use share to do a text message instead oh, like of email that. stuff like, like that. that and uh, we have this reported data problem if you see some issue do you have a report section. the city's not doing their job problem <laughs> <laughs> We could add that. We could add that. <laughs> Report the inspector treated me badly problem, like stuff like that. No, we'll all stay professional for now. This is this is really gonna um, this is really gonna educate us. Hope so. I mean, that's that's the overall goal. I think we have with uh, you know our our mission is to really turn try to turn this into an educational thing. Like like I mentioned at, earlier on, like unrolling the logic of like if this but not that and yeah. on Tuesdays except for Mondays, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, if we can unroll those things and make it more clear which which codes apply and you know what the numbers are and what the rules are, maybe make interactive diagrams, things like that. We really want to do change this into uh, like an educational resource for sure. What's the cross section of people that are currently using it right now? Are you getting all levels, like tradespeople, GCs, architects, engineers, you get, designers are getting involved in this as well? Um, yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. Uh, a bit of each, but uh, our our initial push actually is with the OBOA, the Ontario Building Officials Association. So our biggest group of users so far is the building departments at the municipalities. Um, so they, you know, they have. Oh, 26 people or whatever that sign up as a group and uh, that also uh, helps them if they sign up as a group to, to use the collaboration stuff so uh, at some cities um, like like Oakville here they have a separate person that does mechanical uh, you know electrical uh, structural architecture and so they could all collaborate on one application and uh, add their comments and things like that so our our current focus just in sort of the beginning is to uh, work with the building officials so that it's seen as tracks is seen as you know the the um, 
uh, trusted source of building codes, and then and then go out more to um, uh, architects and contractors and and tradespeople to. Um, well, I mean, that's how we met you as well, yeah, right? By yeah. starting to reach out to the to the group. So uh, definitely we want to uh, get as much feedback as we can because it's a relatively new thing as well of what people want, what what's interesting for them. So for sure. Uh, shoot, I was going to ask you something. Uh, can you type in um, pools? Yeah. Does it matter if you're typing in singular or plural? It won't matter, right? Uh, let's try it. Oh, it's a little different. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, so pools will go into public and then pool and pool deck design construction requirements. Look at that. Eh? It's just general. Uh, does an exit pool? Okay. Uh, modify pools. Uh, that's what I was going to ask you guys. Um, heat loss calculations for mechanical. Would that be. That's inside part nine, I think. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not. I'm not confident about that. I'm not sure. Heat loss. Heat loss crawl space. Look at that. Heat loss crawl spaces. Minimum depth found. Okay. Uh, warm and supply outlets. Look at that. You still get. Yeah, you got a heat transfer. Windows heat transfer. Wow. Air leakage. Yeah, there's the air leakage again. Heat transfer. Heat recovery. So heat recovery vent. Okay. So smart smoke and heat detector. So everything. You just typed in heat loss and you're getting a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's about 20 results and each one you could just, you know, like if you didn't know exactly what you were looking for, you could just click on each one and it'll scroll to that section. You can see if that's the one you meant to look for, go to the next one and so on. Can you show any details or do you, the details are not there yet? In what sense? In, um, I, well, the details I will always get in the back of a permit. I'm always getting those stupid details that tell us how to um, deck footing. There's a detail for a deck footing, right? So it, you have to build it a certain way that they recommend the way it's supposed to be. Let's see. No, that's just the term. Term. So, uh, well, I guess if you went decks, decks would have the footings and the detail. Should you know what? Okay. <laughs> so that's one. <laughs> that's volume one. Or? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, this is what I mean. This is what I mean, man. Like, this oh, is. So this is a race. A yeah, race like of book. Is, Come on, Asa. <laughs> I'm not gonna race. I'm not gonna. Ra He's Usain Bolt, man, and and I'm Ben Johnson cheating. Uh, no, like I mean, so basic footings, widths, footing thickness. So we want uh, just volume one or volume two? It doesn't well, matter. Oh, maybe volume two has the si there you go footing sizes. But I guess what what would the, would it indicate if there's a detail attached to an article or a link? Would it? So so if there is something a section in uh, volume two that references that section, it will it will indicate that. It'll definitely indicate it, right? Yeah, but but sometimes volume the the sort of the comments in volume two are not that extensive. Well, I mean, it's a short result here, but uh, 
It just says that the application of footing and foundation requirements to decks and similar structures. This is Appendix uh, 9511. Uh, if it's greater than 10 meters squared, is considered as buildings or part of buildings. Yes. According to Section 911. But, but they don't show you a detail, right? No. That's all there is on that one. Yeah, I do wonder if it's the, the illustrated uh, guide that has the... Some of the, those is, it, is it volume two that shows the details or volume one? Um, I don't know the answer. I don't know that one either. Don't worry. Don't worry. Wow, this was going to be school today, this one, huh? Well, we can just click through them too and take a look here. But it looks like there's no details there thickness of rain barrier free uh, attachment to decking what's that all about roof covering roofing shall be securely attached barrier free path of travel for outdoor pool deck thickness of rating I guess those details are coming from the engineers no, it's not the engineers. It's from. Why am I? Uh, maybe I'm not. Um, I'm not correct on the term here. That's why it's probably not coming up. Well, it's 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 totally possible that they're not in the in the in the codes the details, uh, or or may at least not in volume one. Yeah, maybe they're the the by details you mean the figures, the diagrams. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, I, those are more likely in the guide. In the guide, right? Yeah. Okay. And then the other one, so uh, the other one, um, what is it, the OH, the OB, you know, the OH. Um, the health and safety? Not the health and safety. The other one that you said that you had. Can you go back to the... Oh, the inspector one? Yeah. Uh, that does have some illustrations that uh, that they have added just, just in that. Yeah, so for the quick inspector quick start guide. Oh, and the, yeah, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So this has the Yeah, deck. so here we go. Okay. Here's the future deck and the yes. foundation wall and so on. Yes. And there's quite a few diagrams in this one. Yeah, so foundation slope and then footing. Yeah, so rebar. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, wow. Yeah, you definitely need a tablet on site. Like, I mean, yeah. it'd be very difficult to do this with a phone. And here's the links to all the sections, too, so you can... Both in the National Code and the Ontario Building Code. Oh, wow. So you're going right to it. So part nine. And that's what those numbers are all like. Oh, here's So that's part nine, yeah. section 23 or whatever it is. I know that there's a, a title for each one of them. Maximum sense. For, 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 oh, look at that. Eh? Oh, it's all in metric, huh? Not for long. Oh, hang on. Scroll oh, back down. There's, uh, there's some. some uh, I know. Scroll, scroll up a little bit. Uh, look at the nailing pattern. The nailing pattern right there. Yeah. Built up beams. This is valuable information for the new guy. You know what I mean? Like, or the old guy had never read the book like me. Mm -hmm. well, the, the oh, so you see, you do have metric and imperial. Yeah, yeah, in the description there. But technically, this is not actual text. This is a picture of text. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the, the inspector guy definitely has... Um, What's going on with the to toilet elevation? They have a they have an elevation drawing of a toilet. Uh, this is oh, grab bar. That's why. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is all part of the yeah the wellness. Okay. The height and yeah, this is a 
thing that um, we've been told also is common to get wrong. And it's yes. More costly, you know, if you're doing ceramic tile. Than yes. But look at that. It's right there. So then when you are doing uh, a wellness or an accessibility bathroom, you're already being told exactly where to start putting plywood or back b- blocking for all your grab bars. Right. Look at that, huh? And it's actually a yeah, A B C and everything. Man, this is solid. Beams and columns. Okay, so so I know you guys mentioned three lattes or two lattes, whatever it is. But how much is it? Like it's a, a monthly. Well, there's the they we have two versions. One we call standard, which is uh, we think of as the occasional user, like if you're not working with the building codes every day, and that's fourteen dollars a month. Okay, and the other one is. $29 a month? Yeah. 29 which is uh, we call professional, which includes everything. So that's all the comments and uh, bookmarks and highlighting and collaboration where you can invite other people to the project for each project you're doing. Um, is, or there, you, is there a limit on the people or? Uh, no. 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 Um, I guess per project or per, oh, per user? Person. Yeah, yeah. The license is Oh, yeah. It's per, per person. Yeah. Per person. Although that's you can transfer the license to another person so the given time only one person can yes yeah. okay cool yeah yeah so uh if you have a, a team and you know you think only three people at a time will be using them you could get three licenses and then uh, assign them to people or if somebody leaves you t- take it back and assign it to somebody else and it's just based on the email wow so uh yeah uh, you know there, there is there is a free version as well so if uh uh you have access to all the, all, the, all the information uh, for free. Is that the free version? No, no. <laughs> that's not free. That actually costs that, more expensive. No shit. This is even more money <laughs> yeah. than that. That's what I mean. It's ridiculous how... I can't remember what I paid for that. It's, it's five, 500 bucks or something. It's... Uh, it's uh, I'm trying to remember. Maybe, maybe less than 500, but... 300 and something. I think it was like yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah. yeah, 300 something, but then you also... I believe you have to pay for the uh, update. Yeah, you do. Yeah. All of them. Every single one of them. And then you have to do the work of... <laughs> to be inserted, to put it in the right place. And nobody's going to do that when you could just go online and deal with this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, in the, uh, in the you know, ideal world, you would be able to just stay on your computer. Yeah, so the, the free version gives you access to the information, but not necessarily all the features. So, for example, like the, the search, you have to pay for the search. And then, but if you still, if you get a link from somebody... <clears throat> You can still go to it and see it. I know, but even thir- twenty nine nine is that what you said? Uh, twenty nine for the pro version. Yeah. Pro version, yeah. So even thirty bucks a month, you know, yeah. three hundred and sixty bucks for the year, and you've got every question that needs to be answered right there, right? Yeah, and also ideally, you know, up to date, so that people don't have to worry. Like uh, in the search, for example, like when we do the search, um, glasses back on. All right. Uh, we we want to be able to show that. Uh, fireplace here again. Uh, you know that you're just searching the most current version of everything. So, uh, because if you're doing a job, you the, you have to uh, adhere to the most current version of any standard, any yeah. any code. So you don't need to ser- see search results from older codes when you're actually doing a job. Uh, and so that even that filter just helps you make sure you're up to date. So it's very easy to use, right? So other than you have the library, yeah. So you can actually set up a project. Yeah. So for example, a project. Uh, we have our example one here at the Lakeside Campus Net Zero Student Housing Project. Okay. And uh, when it, when you have a specific project, you have a location you can set as well. There's a little GIS controller here, a little map, 
And so you could set a location and a type and address. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know what's a good address. Uh, uh, I forgot what, what we had What's here. the address here? Here? 407. 407 Iroquois. Iroquois. There it is. Uh, no, a Shore Road. But yeah, you're going into the States. That's why it's all U.S. coming up right now. Uh, we don't know. Uh, Did I have it? You can add any one of them. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. It's I R O O. There it is, right there, the top one. Ah. Yeah. So. Uh, the future. You know, if we're doing a job here, for example, we would set this as the location. <laughs> we are save and close. And then we have that. We can also draw a polygon if there's nothing, no building there. You can draw a polygon outlining the parcel for example, and then you can add, you know, general notes here in the description, like for overall project things. And then you have your bookmarks and comments here collected as part of that project. So if you, you know, whenever you like, also oh, when you were going into the code looking for things. Yeah. So we, we bookmarked uh, steel beams here, for example, yes. 9.23.4.3. That will show up in your list of, of uh, codes and comments that you made here. Plus the inspector quick start guide. I wow. Guess did something with that two foundations here and uh, you can add some collaborators there so you can uh, there's levels of permissions and so on whether or not they can modify the project you can export the project as a PDF report and uh, yeah so the 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 um, you can export it with all the bookmarks and comments uh, and as a PDF and send that to somebody uh, if you want to share that uh, you can invite other people, so we can invite Manny here uh, as a collaborator, and then you can add comments too, or see our comments and respond to them. So if there's some interpretation, like, oh, can, does it have to be nails or can it be screws? You yeah, can have yeah, that, yeah. Wow. those notes in there, and then they could all be shared with that group. Uh, what's uh, what's roadmaps? I'm just looking at the menu on the top there. So roadmaps and standards assets. Uh, yeah, that's a um, future stuff. So oh, okay, you can't talk about it yet. Secret, secret <laughs> stuff. Okay, all right. Do I need a cloak? So, we so had to put a cloak on or something? So, so uh, <laughs> that's part of the premium, I guess, the uh, license that is not sold. Okay, nobody saw roadmaps. <laughs> nobody saw roadmaps. No, no, we, can, we can show it. We can show it. It's, uh, it was one of our first uh, projects, actually, was with Niagara Health. Okay. Uh, for uh, You know, they have five hospitals, but they're building a new sixth hospital. And uh, the people there, the folks there, uh, uh, invested some time in mapping out the entire capital planning process for, that's required by Infrastructure Ontario and the Ministry of Health and Long-Term Care. Okay. And uh, I, I'll show it just for fun uh, because it's impressive. Uh, so, yeah. Um, this is the uh, process for creating a new hospital, uh, which involves... Like at the complete, you know, eight or to ten year process. Yeah. So there is construction in there as well, which is stage five, according to the ministry and Infrastructure Ontario. But, uh, you know, there's all these other stages that happen before that. Uh, so you can see it. Uh, well, maybe you can see there's a graph here on the screen with. Like, I see DNA is what I see. Like yeah. what's going on here. There's 850 <laughs> uh, deliverables. Each each little box is a deliverable, which could be a contract for somebody like it could be an RFP. Uh, I'll just zoom into one of the my favorites here. Uh, I should mention this is stage five here. This is construction. That's construction. So that is the biggest stage with the most uh, deliverables. But I'm just going to go back here. 
click on one of these things, sections to zoom in, and it'll zoom in on that section, and you can see, or maybe you can see there's so like... So now I understand roadmaps. Okay, so this is what you came up with. I get it now. Yeah, and I mean, this is another type of standard. So if we click on one of these deliverables, this is block diagram, site planning portion, and there's a bunch of things that you oh, can attach like to that. this, scheduling, like checklist, and so on. So this would be ideal, like... Um, uh, it's not really um, uh, during construction. There's other uh, scheduling software for that and, and things like that. But uh, in the planning phase of planning out an entire project, so many interdependencies. Yeah. And each deliverable might have a different um, uh, approval time. So, for example, if MTO has to approve something, because, you know, when you're doing a hospital, there's going to be new entrances and roads and so on, uh, they might take six months to approve something. Okay. So you want to separate out that deliverable so that you're not just blocked. Because on a huge project like this, you're talking about, you know, $10 million a month of delay, right? So, so you really want to spend the time to organize these large projects so that you, uh, you know, can official and efficiently get them done. I like the little spotlight there. That's kind of cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but we, I'm, I'm constantly thinking of how I can bring that feature into the other parts of the software because I like it as well. But even as like a, just a small GC business renovation, whatever, you can create a mini version of a roadmap to get through the whole project. Yeah, so that was our thinking too, to bring the roadmap uh, thing down to a scale where it's useful for any size project. To say, you know, what do I have to do first? What needs to, you know, I have to apply for this permit. You know, I have to do this and that. And then you can also assign people to that. Like, you know, so-and-so can do this part or that part and uh, figure out what the whole process is. So it's really a process map, the roadmap. Yeah. Um, and uh, if we if we brought it into the, uh, to the codes world, we'd probably call it a compliance map. Like, what are all the things you need to do to get the checklist done and, and this and that to have a successful project? It's very impressive, gentlemen. Like this is very, very cool. Like the the industry needed this. Thank you. So, so you got to hurry up. Uh, yeah, you know, like <laughs> just like uh, I know it's taking time, but I mean, you've got most of OBC, right? Is in there most of it? All of it. All of it's in yeah. there. Yeah, all of okay. OBC. So Ontario is good to go. Yeah, Ontario yeah. is good to go. There's still some applicable law that we can add. So OBC, of course, re uh, references a bunch of acts that. Uh, we have a few. We have the the Fire Protection and Prevention Act yes. and the, the Building Code Act, but we, we need other acts as well. So there's still a bit of work in terms of Ontario, but the OBC itself is, is all there, yeah. One last segment, gentlemen. Green Book Talk, duties of employers. Uh, employers must ensure that all equipment, materials, and protective devices are provided, are in con good condition and used correctly. The building is capable of supporting all applied loads. Uh, information, instruction, and supervision is provided to protect workers. Information, including confidential business information, is provided. Qualified medical, uh, a copy of the OHSA, which is this thing, uh, and language, applicable languages on site, that's actually a good point, is posted in space. Workplace, a written OHSP is placed, posted in a, a place as well too, reviewed annually. <sighs> Gentlemen, so tracks with an X dot C-O, and then reach out, like I guess we can sign up right from the website, right? Anybody, yeah. And it's good to go, ready to go. Any contractor, anybody that's working in Ontario, Anybody in Canada or in, even in the world can sign up. Start um, signing up, yeah. Uh, it's just your email, basically, you need to s use to sign up. 
And everybody gets a free trial, 30-day free trial of the full professional thing. If you don't ever want to purchase it after 30 days, it'll just go down to the free version. No credit card needed. No credit card. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love it, man. I'm telling you guys, we needed this. So, I, And anybody who's listening, it's just like, go and watch it. You got to watch this because we walked through this. It was, I can't even imagine just listening to what we were talking about and try to explain yeah, it. So you definitely, that. no, you got to watch it. But also on the website, do you guys have a, a, a little video tutorial or anything like that? Yeah, you do, right? So yeah, that kind of explains it there. Minute and a half. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, if I could figure it out, then I think most contractors, GCs, or whatever, trace people could figure it out. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you very much. That was very, very cool. Thank you. We're not done yet. We no, got I'm we got the 12 questions of construction yeah, there. No, oh. I know, I, That's it. Last section. What? More nervousness? No. There's no right or wrong. <laughs> and I tell people there's no cash prizes whatsoever. Uh, unless you guys want to give away some of the tracks. <laughs> Ready. That's a good idea. Yeah. It's up to you guys. You guys can let me know. We could do a little promo thing or whatever. Because uh, I know a bunch of GCs I'll be interested in it. But awesome. we could we could figure that out. We could talk about that yeah. later on. Uh, gentlemen, what is your favorite construction word? Uh, restoration, I put. Um, uh, good question. Uh, uh, I have two in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me go to your backup word. I put net zero as the backup. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, or sustainability, yeah. So I, I, I like that you guys are conscious of that, right? Because I'm, I'm seeing more and more people in this industry becoming more and more conscious of that. Right. It'd be great if politicians could be unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, we uh, uh, in Hamilton, I went to the Mohawk. Uh, oh, you went to it? Yeah, the Net Zero building there. Okay. And it's awesome. Like, And, you know... Uh, I also went to the other, there's two certified net zero buildings uh, that I know of in Canada and the other one's at Humber College. And so these are both colleges that do building codes, right, and train people for building codes. And so in the uh, uh, the Humber College one, it's interesting because it's a retrofit. And so it's a really a passive house retrofit yeah. on the existing building. And you go into, the, into the, either of these buildings and the experience is exactly like any other building. Like you can't tell, it's not like, Oh, net zero, I'm suffering in some way. So, no, you're not. You know, it's just a question of, of adding that to the, to the program. Yeah. yeah. What is your least favorite construction word, gentlemen? Uh, I put delay, but it's, it's uh, tongue-in-cheek, um, I guess. Yeah. I was going to choose the same word. You could choose the same one. Delay? Um, uh, maybe, maybe I'll add um, just like... Uh, Collecting all the materials, like the shopping, basically, like is it's just a it's a huge job. It's massive. Um, and so uh, you know, I I haven't I've done a fair bit of work, let's say, in in um, drywall and like some some things like that and renos. But uh, my sister and her husband, they they do tons of this stuff, and I've I'm often uh, recruited to help out. And but I know that when they're doing something, uh, they spend weeks. You know, just shopping for all of the stuff. Yeah. What turns you on in construction, gentlemen? Um, uh, I, I, I see every construction site as this opportunity to do a net zero building. So, like, when I see them digging that big hole in the ground, I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping that they're also doing geothermal. Yeah. Uh, or whatever could go in at that time. That would be ideal. Right, for sure. Uh, I'm much more simple. I just like hardwood floors, but. <laughs> <laughs> what turns you off in construction concrete 
you know, Concrete? I, 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 I grew up in Soviet Union and, and, you know, whenever I see buildings, they have all this concrete. It just gives me. The there's a lot of concrete in. Uh, I know. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of beautiful structures in concrete there as it's, well. It's possible. Yeah, it's but there possible. is a lot of concrete. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. I mean, the, the, there's so many um, uh, opportunities in construction that, uh, you know, can really elevate you when you experience a building. And, uh, I mean, even in the, the now, some designs have these hybrid sort of unfinished, you know, structural pieces together with other pieces. So that, that's also interesting. And, and I guess because of uh, my core uh, interest in education and learning, like it, it, those things could overlap and there's some transparency in how things were made. You know, that's, that, that would be cool. Very, very cool. Uh, what is your favorite curse word? We haven't been cursing here because we've been teaching. Uh, you don't have to curse, but if you want to curse in Russian, you can do that. <laughs> Russian curse words are pretty bad. Are they? Yeah, they're, they're usually pretty bad. <laughs> I might get more people listening to the show now. <laughs> uh, well, no, I, I was, I'm, I'm a simple guy. If you guys don't curse, just, I'm not holding anybody to F curse. F-word is my okay, usual go-to. Go to. Yeah. Um, I developed this thing by having worked in large companies where, you know, you really can't do any swearing. So I, I I can't remember where I saw this, uh, but maybe a film, maybe one of these movie tickets will remind me. Uh, was uh, an unfinished swear word, so I would I would simplify my expression to "son of a," <laughs> and I would just not finish it, and everybody knows what comes next. Yes. And then I'd get some people reacting like, oh, awesome. <laughs> like, what? I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I like that one. What is your favorite vehicle, gentlemen? Anything in the world? Can I do two? Sure. So, so my first car, I loved my first car. Oh, I was going to say my first car. Well, it's fine. I mean, no, no, go ahead. GMC Sierra 1990. That was, you know, it's like... I don't know what happened with trucks. You know, they used to look so nice, I but, but now they're just like... Beasts. We don't know what they are now. They're just beasts. Uh, but, but the second one is... Uh, is uh, I mean, I really like trains. And so... And, and Japanese trains. So I haven't been on, on German or Swiss trains, but the Japanese trains, they lo uh, run by the second. So it's not just the train itself. But like their system, where you know it's by the second. Yes. It's it's just the precision of it. I, I just find very impressive. Um, I, I'll also add in my first car, which is funny because uh, uh, I guess I was a lot younger than I am now, <laughs> and it was I. A friend of mine was like leaving to move to the U.S., and he was like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to buy my car, my old car?" And I was like. That's a good idea, actually. I'd never driven standard before, but... Oh, I missed Dick. So, yeah. So, I, I I actually took him, or he took me to the airport in his car, and I bought it. $1,000 or something. And then and then I had to drive it home and, like, kind of learn... This is the first time driving her yeah, home? A yeah. stick? Well, oh. why maybe one time before, but, like... And I, w I did everything correctly, but I was so concentrating that I missed my turn off, like, three times. And uh, but that was my became my favorite car because it, it was a total junker, and I didn't even know what kind of car it was. Like there was no label on it, whatever. There was just on the on the steering wheel there was the word turbo, so we all called it the turbo. <laughs> Later I looked at the paperwork; it was a Mitsubishi something or other. Is that but, what it was? But like eventually, like it. It, the window fell into the door, and you know it was a total. We all had those. That was comforting because I could drive anywhere, and if I came back to the parking lot, and it was 
gone or on fire, it would be okay. <laughs> Least favorite vehicle in the world. I mean, I put Hummer just because I think they're a bit obnoxious to yes, drive, drive out, uh, outside of the military. Nothing wrong with the military when they're used for military purpose. For the but, purpose of it, uh, yes. Uh, but when you're, you're in the city or something, that's just uh, seems un- unnecessary. Least favorite vehicle. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, I think all vehicles are interesting. I mean, the, the most uh, weird one was there was a like a combined pickup truck thing in the 70s that was just odd. Pickup truck thing in the 70s? Yeah, it was not really a pickup truck. You're talking about like a Camino. Maybe, is that it? The station wagon or whatever, like it's a pickup back, but yeah, it's a car front? Something like that. El Camino. Yeah, okay. It's a Camino, there yeah. There you go. That was just weird. I mean, I never I, I love them. I think they're kind of cool because uh, you could put a sheet of ply in the back and then you could still go out in the front. <laughs> my my uh, brother-in-law, I mentioned, uh, he just bought the... Uh, uh, the dually, the uh, uh, big horn, and uh, because you could put a full sheet of eight by um, four by eight. That's a back. big truck. Yeah. That's a Yellowstone truck. <laughs> 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 what construction sound or noise do you guys love? I put handsaw. Oh. You know, it's uh, you don't hear it very often though. Who, who does handsawing? But, uh. but it's sort of like. Once it gets past the handsaw, the saw itself, you know, what's what's there to love? But <laughs> well, don't people use it as a musical instrument? Like this? sometimes. Oh, um, well. Get a screwdriver and hit it, and now you got a tune. Yes. Uh, uh, favorite uh, one? I, I actually like the um, the pile driver, like when they're doing foundations and stuff. Really? It just sounds really powerful. That's like, come up as least favorite. Yeah, I know. I mean, I can imagine if I had to listen to it. If you were downtown right next to the parking garage. Then it would be my least favorite. Yes. For sure. But, uh, uh, you know, when you're just driving by, and you, it just is, seems like a powerful. You think that the operator of that, like, when he goes home, he still hears it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's sure. on the gardener or something, and he's just, dum, yeah, dum. Yeah. Dumb. Probably his heart is synchronized <laughs> to it. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> what construction sound noise do you guys hate? Jackhammer. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's for me, I, it's the sound of somebody with a power dr- screwdriver where they're stripping the head. I'm like, I just hate that. Like, don't uh, do that. There's a difference. Be- I know. I, I know. You're interested I've in done new- that. What, <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> what profession other than your own, gentlemen, would you guys like to attempt one day? Graphic uh, novel artist. When, when I'm done with this, I'm just going to start. Going Have you drawn any yet? Yeah, I used to do, I used to make some comics. Nice. Younger. Yeah. Published? Uh, yeah, actually just recently got an email that uh, from a library that they wanted to index uh, one of my books. That's right? awesome. So, so they, I'm trying to remember where it was. Um, in Canada? Yeah, yeah, here, here in Ontario. Nice. Uh, do you want to share the name of the comic? Sure. It's called Payphone, and it's a story that uh, my mom told me, and I made it into a comic, and a story about her meeting a random stranger that recognized her, and recogni- because her, my grandfather, her father, he was a teacher uh, or a professor in the university, a lecturer in the university, and he recognized uh my mom, because she, he, he, he met her at some point yes. and just wanted to tell her how much he appreciated her, her 
her father. Nice. And it was just a touching story. So I thought, well, you know, I never met my grandfather. He died before I was born. So mm -hmm. for me, it was sort of a, an experience, uh, you know, connecting with him in some small way. So That's very nice. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I could do many things. I, I'm, the problem is I'm interested in everything. And uh, so in the past, uh, I did some animation and filmmaking. Uh, that was a lot of fun and uh, rewarding uh, as, a, as a physical thing to do. Uh, you know, if I went back to school again, I feel like I should do chemistry as a, a thing or engineering. Pretty much anything. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I could... I, I would not just, I would try to do it all. <laughs> what profession do you guys not want to do at all? Surgeon. Surgeon. I would, Surgeon. I, I, I can't, I can't, I, well, first of all, I wouldn't be able to go through the school. I, it, just the mem the idea of like memorizing all the parts of the body and so on, just not good with memorizing. You think the building codes are bad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not want to do, um, Done a lot of dirty jobs. I guess something involving cleaning up a mess, I probably wouldn't want to do. Last question, gentlemen. If heaven exists, what would you guys like to hear to, uh, God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? I thought this was a trick question. No, it's not a trick question. There's only one thing you'd like to hear. And that's them saying, welcome. Come on in. <laughs> Anything else is uh, risky. <laughs> it's like going to the customs guy. You know, you, you, you want to get into the country. You say as little as possible. You just answer exactly Smile, with one word. be nice. And exactly. <laughs> and you'll enter. Exactly. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping right now it's, he will tell me or she will tell me that tracks codes is still running. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is okay. Simon is, Simon's a worry ward. <laughs> oh, thank you, gentlemen. This has been great. It's great to meet you and, and chat and, and go through this whole process. And I could totally see this being a huge success. And also a, a huge, uh, we need it. We desperately need it. So I'm definitely going to encourage as many people as possible to give it a go and give it a try and uh, and use it. And they're probably going to use it too. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, oh, we, we really want, uh, you know, uh, this to bring value to people. So like... Uh, you know, phone us, contact us, email us, whatever. Let us know your ideas or thoughts, everybody. Uh, you know, we, we welcome any kind of feedback so that we can help make this uh, useful. Simple. Go to the website, right? So tracks.co. Yeah. And that's where it starts. That's it. T-R-A-X.co. That's and, it. Uh, yeah. We're all there. We are. Thank you, Angelina. I think we're. Yeah, that's it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All Great right. Great to meet you. You too.